Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for MLB, NFL, PGA Tour, and so much more. It has awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's easy to use. Because it's safe and secure. And because you get your winnings fast now, winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Sign up with promo code extra points so they know I sent you. Let's start the show. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. Yes, spaghetti and meatballs are fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Solomon is producing this mess. And joining me as always, well, joining me as always, my dear, dear pal, Martin Weiss, but Dave is off, Martin. We're doing this together, just me and you. Well, you know, after Megan after uh, Megan Connolly came at me so crazy over the 4th of July episode saying that I take, uh, actually, I believe that was actually off camera where she, she told me do? that I miss episodes because I go out of town. I went, she, she scolded no. me for going to Dubai. So it's like, there's no way I'm taking this one off, of course. But just come to find out that our trusty co-host, Dave Damashek, is uh is 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 on the bench today. I don't know what he's doing. He has um spaghetti. What's he doing? He has COVID, but also working with uh, the Steelers. I'm not sure. Uh, he's going to give the Steelers. They're going to miss their first few preseason games. How's this work? I don't remember. It's very correct, Sal. He uh, he has COVID, so he's sick, but he's also flying. He's recovering, uh, but he's flying to go to Pittsburgh to see his family and then do some stuff with the Steelers. Like you said, yeah, yeah. probably infect the entire roster. Yeah, he's flying with COVID. Let's face it. Let's face it. I, I guess he's distraught over the Heinz Field name change. But we did have thoughts, Martin, of you just because or as we pre-gamed here a couple minutes leading up to the podcast, you did nothing but Damashek, uh, a Damashek impression. I was thinking maybe we don't even tell people he's gone and just like uh, throw to Martin when we pretend to be um, asking Dave for opinions. Could we do well, that? Well, at some point, at some point, I might sneak in a day. You know, I just, okay. just I just. I just might sneak it in when the when the spirit so moves me. I, I feel like under pressure. I might I'm yep. just. I, I'll get I'll get it in here. Trust me. All right. I think we're gonna do okay. We're gonna uh, forge forward. We have some baseball talk. Uh, show a Otani now the MVP favor. We're gonna discuss that. A lot of NBA news. A lot of t- uh, Twitter bickering in the NBA. Kevin Durant. Want to get in on that? That's going to be fun. Donovan Mitchell might be going to the Knicks. Uh, the Zach Wilson stuff with the banging his mother's friends that's still uh red hot and uh, spaghetti and meatballs we want to talk about the first week of uh nhl free agency who the big winners and losers are there you go uh we'll do all that i do want to say happy birthday to my mother 76 years old uh a vegan she she turned martin she turned vegan at 71 and now it's her mission now she's like i'm gonna live longer but in those extra years i am gonna make everyone's life miserable so she's um now <laughs> trying to convert everybody to to become a vegan and uh it's 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 driven me crazy so crazy that i've decided for dinner we're taking her to fogo de chow so i don't know this is a real slap in the face. i'm not even kidding there's a new one right before our offices were there's a new fogo de chow do you do you go fogo you like fogo martin i've actually never been but i'm familiar with the concept we may Uh, have to go for lunch and then i may have to take her for dinner i may have to take her for lunch 
Yeah. If you maybe if you invite me to your mom's birthday dinner, then you know maybe you can come over for dinner one day at my house. That, that, that feels like a quid uh, a quid pro quo. I've never been, yeah. but I will say this: they say people who have a passion, you know, they really mm-hmm. live for it, right? They really live for it. So that that, yeah. that veganism is it? It may be that, or it may just be the idea that she's trying to get everybody to convert to the veganism yeah. that is keeping her going. Because I. Sal, so, you know, I used to be 280 pounds at one point in life. I I've tried all of these things. And what I've come to find is that a, a vegan lifestyle, like, I feel like they're gassing it up way more than 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 it really, truly is. Is like, that right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. Like, it, but it's not. I'll put it like this. Of the things that I could be annoyingly bragging about. Half uh-huh. being half going vegan and driving a half a half an electric vehicle, driving a half right. of electric vehicle definitely saves me more trouble and hassle. And ha- being half a vegan is just annoying. It's like you can't eat anything. There's nothing yeah. good on the menu. Like just get a chicken salad, bro. Well, that's the best part of being vegan. You get to, I mean, it's the only good part is that you get to tell everybody that you're vegan, right? And you should do this. You should be, it's like having a kid. Like, it's not that great, but uh, so you got to be miserable. You got to bring everybody else into your misery. Like, yeah, you should have a kid too. Uh, I joke, of course, about that. But anyway, uh, because if she didn't have me, I wouldn't be able to take her to Fogo to shout. No, they have a, uh, a substantial salad buffet too. Babyface, you've been there? The Fogo? I think it's like where they give you a red light, green light on the on yeah. the table, and they give you I a pretty card. Much, yeah, mm-hmm. and when you don't, if you come or they come around with different amazing styles of meat, and then you show red light, green light. But I guess for your mom, it would just be strictly a red light. I guess. Yeah, she's going red because she's just doing. Yeah, like you said, there are these guys, these waiters. They come around with these very sharp and long knives, and they have different cuts of beef on there, and meat, and chicken, and like pork. And if you right, if you have the card to the green side up, they keep coming at you. And if you need a break, you go red. But Martin, I'm I'm green for about ninety minutes. It's a it's a I mean, fiasco. so that's that was my next question. How long does this thing go for? Because 90 minutes, two hours, because well, I feel like I'd thing. be 60 yeah. minutes all green. Depending on how aggressive they are, you could be done with the meal in like 16, 17 minutes. But um, so that that's the thing. If you're looking for an enjoyable, you know, where you don't want to watch out to get cut in the eye or something, a little slice. This is not uh, for you. But anyway, uh, I, well, feel yeah, like I like my birthday. dinner with a yeah. little danger on the back end. You know, why not? Yeah. A little a little a little danger. Why not? It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's too easy. Dinner's too easy. <laughs> There's a threat of uh, decapitation in there. Uh, hey, Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani. My God, another gem. Martin, he's gone 40 innings. I'm going to get this right. Last 40 innings, he's allowed two earned runs. And overall, he's 9-4 and four with a 2.38 ERA. And I'm not even getting uh, offensively. Now, 19 homers, 56 RBIs, 10 stolen bases. This son of a bitch steals bases, too. He's on pace for... 35 homers, 105. I don't know. If he has 35 homers, 100 RBIs, and 16 wins, I don't want to hear about Aaron Judge or anybody being MVP. This is, to me, this is ridiculous. Like, we have January, whichever side you're on, Republican, Democrat. Like, if we can't see that Joey Otani is the MVP because he pitches and and he excels at both sides of the diamond, it's insane. Am I wrong about this? No, and I'm... And I'm really kind of pissed off about this 40 inning streak because we'll get into what we did on our days the other day yesterday. But my uh, my idea was to follow up with what I did yesterday with uh, yeah. seeing the Astros down four 
are, you know, in the bottom of the fifth and thinking, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and bet this. How long, how many innings is he going to pitch? How many more scoreless innings is he going to pitch? Well, it turns out uh, at least that many more to end, to end that game and make me lose a hundred dollars. Uh, and you, against a good lineup you, uh, too. Shit. Astros. It's just the Astros. It was the Astros. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm new to this baseball betting stuff, but I know this, if you bet on the really good teams, generally against mm-hmm. the really bad teams or at least the so-so bad teams. And plus too, isn't it the perfect angels way for Otani to throw 40 scoreless innings and then also lose the game? Like that's, yeah, that yeah. was kind of built into the angel strategy, but that's true. Yeah. Is it possible uh, can you parlay Otani for MVP and Cy Young? Because I feel like those two yeah. things have distinct possibilities. And if that's a ticket I'd like to have in my pocket, that's a really happen. good freaking question. Let's go to FanDuel right now. I, I'm, I'm almost positive you can. It's two different awards. So now he's plus 115 to win MVP. That flipped. The judge is plus 170. It was a little tighter yesterday. Judge was the favorite, but you're right. So if you take him at plus 115 and then plus 850 for, um, for uh, what'd you say, Cy Young? Cy Young. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now I think they're saying this can't be combined. All right. We can figure it out. We can figure it out. That's good odds, though. You're right. 850. I would take them both, plus 850 and plus 115, because one might be in favor of the other, right? They might say, well, we can't make them MVP, but let's give them the Cy Young or vice versa. So you might. You might as well be on the right side of one of those. I don't know. A spaghetti, you're a big judge fan. I get it. You, Meatballs, and, and Joel, and, 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 and Brother Bry, and Parley Kid. What Do you have a problem giving Otani the MVP over Judge every year that he's healthy? Uh, I mean, I, I don't because I, he's, he's excelling at both pitching and batting. Um, the only kind of qualm I'd have is just like the Angels not being a great team, the Yankees being an awesome right. team, and Judge being the best player on the best team. That's the only argument you can make for Judge. But um, we see every year, you know, power hitters have great years, and Judge is pretty good defensively, has a good arm. But uh, it's, it's really hard to match him up against Otani, what he's doing. So I, no, no issue for me. Okay, but here's what I'll say about the bad team. Like, I'm trying to relay this to... Uh, NFL. So if, if let's say Trevor Lawrence had 4,700 yards passing and 11 interceptions for touchdowns, Martin, you wouldn't, who cared? Rogers, you wouldn't even look at the others, right? It would have Lamar Jackson. It, would, it wouldn't matter, right? It's a, you're yeah. excelling at both sides. We've never seen this before is my thing. And uh, I think we need to re- encourage seeing things like this again. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see well, you in I, the next five the, years, I, something like this. The most, the most hot, you know, if you listen to the extra points, you know, the most hotly contested MVP debate, in my opinion, is the NBA one because they just get it wrong. But like, Right. Part of the reason that that's where the bad team, good, great player argument, I feel like it stems from because the like in the NFL, if you got 800, you're just, I mean, you're, uh, if you're finished 500 or 550, whatever it is now, it's just not going to happen. You win eight games, you're not going to win the MVP, but in basketball, like, I think the difference, in my opinion, why Otani is, is like, should be the odds on favor for MVP and why Jokic shouldn't have been, and shouldn't have been is mm. this. So the, the amount of games that they play in baseball, it's so like it's undeniable to my opinion, like that if you extend it so long, like you like the hot streaks don't really truly happen. And I understand that the NBA they play a ton of games as well, but right. it just feel it feels different to me in a way that baseball is an everyday game. And you got to go and try to hit a pitch as opposed to shoot a basket. And I know that this may sound ridiculous, but hitting mm-hmm. a pitch 
consistently is one of the hardest things to do in all the sports where, you know, the, an average three point shooter is going to be hitting 30, 37 to 42%. Uh, a guy you want taking three point shots are going to be hitting that. Like it's a, the margins of difficulty of baseball are so much higher that if you don't watch baseball on an, on a daily basis, or you only watch the highlights, you'll have no idea like how many, like, just pass balls there are errors there were errors that lead to a guy on base or a bad yeah. call that leads to a guy stealing second that completely throws off a game right you're not you're not uh, it's a it's a weird it's a different grind right you're not putting your body through what Aaron Donald is but uh, yes it's a different um it, it's a, a dif- different rhythm and one that you have to stay hot for i mean as a pitcher and a batter for many many months summer months by the way i'm looking at this I thought, okay, Otani, Cy Young, Otani, um, uh, MVP, you can't combine it. But I, you can't combine, at least on my thing, Otani, Cy Young, or, and, and Josh Allen MVP. Like, you should be able to do all this stuff. No, because, you know, fans, they'll, know. they'll, no, because uh, they, there's guys, they'll tweet out links. So, you know, they right. fans will always tweet out those big links. Shout out to Todd Furman. Probably pisses them off. But who, the <laughs> championship parlay winners and then, you know, MVP parlay winners of all these different leagues. But I, I figure guess I saw that. Is that, what, is that what teams or is that you see individuals with those, too? I feel like we've seen like Heisman this and MVP this. Right. I don't know. I've for right, sure seen it. I've seen two that definitely remind the one was an MVP ticket, like a Super right. Bowl MVP uh, Heisman winner. And, and the other one I remember was a guy bet he won it with the at one avalanche. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to tell Fandle how to do their business, but Otani to win MVP, uh, Josh Allen to win MVP. There's no correlation. Let, let, let us do that. Let us do that. One's not going to happen if uh, the other does, right? Necessarily. There's not a better chance. But let's do this, Martin. Our plays of the day. We've been good. I feel like we've gone two out of three the last few times, me, you, and Dave. Dave is going with the Yankees minus one and a half. I don't know why they're having so much trouble here with this Reds team. Spaghetti, what, what's going on? They, they needed like 16 errors to win that game yesterday, a game that they were losing. Well, I, I said this, Dave also gave the same play out on minus three. And I said, you know, yeah. they, the first game, Garrett Cole had an awesome outing and they should have won that game. Obviously, if they blew it late in that game and the next game, they probably should have lost. They came back and won that one. And that was kind of the spark mm-hmm. they needed. So I think that they're going to write the ship. I do like this pick. And I think, uh, you know, if you just reverse the wins and losses of those games, like it, it should have been uh, the split as it was. But I, I don't know. Some teams just have the other team's number and the Reds seem to want to own the Yankees. I don't know why, but I like the yeah, Yankees win this game. They're getting out in front of them. They get scoring early, and then Yankees are playing uh, catch-up ball there. Uh, but what are you saying here, babyface? You're, you're, you're for judge here, huh? Well, I just wanted to, you know, not to go back to the, the topic, but I, it is interesting, like, what would judge need to do? Like, if, it, Otani's having an even better year than he did last year, but what if judge right. puts up, you, you know, more than 62 home runs? Because if this is just a stat race, you know, you're of course okay. judges. All right, that's a fair question. Pitch. How many how many home runs would judge have to hit before I would consider it? I would say. Well, I think 109 is my answer. 109. Martin, what do you think? I want to say I don't think offensively you can ask him to do much more, but like I think you would have maybe it would have to be fair, right? So like the market thing would have to be defense. Like if Judge had like I don't know, it's a, a crazy number of outfield assists or yeah. start. You know, if he's playing defense like Mookie Betts and hitting, you know, hitting like himself. Uh, then it's a, maybe a different story, even though, you know, decent. Out there. Yeah, go, you know go pitch saying? a few if, innings. Who, who do you have out? Severino? Who got hurt? Spaghetti? Who, who's out for you guys? Severino? I'm trying to yeah, figure it out, right? His, yeah. his shoulder, yeah. 
All right, now's a good That's time for should judge, judge, when, judge should step in. Like, all right, I'm going to make up this That's the plan, here. Sal. When the Yankees yeah. get up big, uh, what is it? I believe it's six runs. You can't you have, to, have the six-run lead. Every time right. they get a six-run lead, pitch judge, get him some get him some pitching stats, get him qualified so his, his whip will be lower, his ERA mm-hmm. might be lower. Also, now you can literally can sit there and compare the numbers. Now, innings pitch, that, be that may be a different story. But that'd I, I be know amazing we're joking. To see. I mean, we're half joking here. But if it came down to the wire, if it was middle of September and these guys are neck and neck for MVP, and Judge just said, you know what? Screw it. And the Yankees are like 16 games up in the East. If he wanted, maybe not a start, but as you're saying, Martin, he comes in the seventh inning of a blowout game and he does this three times, once a week for the last three weeks. Be interesting. I would like that. I don't know. I'd, I'd buy a judge jersey if that yeah. happened. We see position yeah. players pitching all the time. I know. Right. Now, in my, like, and it's the, it's the number one thing that drives me the most crazy because baseball's got no time limit. Now, if I bet on that team to win, you still have outs, bro. You still have outs. <laughs> I know right. that my play of the day today is going to be one that Go is ahead, likely going Jump to in be there. a bullpen game. I'm going with your New York Mets. I'm taking. Carlos Carrasco, even though he hasn't been t- pitching too many innings these last couple outings, I'm taking the Mets. I like the bullpen over the Cubs bullpen, and the Mets over their last 30 have been just over 500, but the Cubs over the last 30 have only won 11 games. That's way worse. But, I think it's so 34 and 54 versus 55 and 34 or something. Yeah, I, I'm a little nervous about this because we got out of Dodge, uh, a.k.a. Atlanta, and uh, we got that series. By the way, first time we won the series against the Braves since 2017. That that seemed weird to me. And the Mets are a little bit of a favorite, minus 132. I, I figured, you know, if this was a day game, I'd be like, I'll take the Cubs. Mets are celebrating too much. But all right, uh, Cubs bats are, are kind of dead. I, I, I'm with you here. Why wouldn't yeah. I go with the and, uh, Yeah. If you really want, if you want to live, not just survive, I parlay do. it with the Rays. Oh. Rays money line. Are they, are they still in the and, Boston uh, series? Yeah. Interesting. I like the I like the Rays and the Mets today for my play. All right, Rays, Mets. That so Fandle, the official one for the graphic, put the Mets. All right, plus two fifteen on that parlay you mentioned. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Braves over five and a half runs. Now, that's a monster, monster number. Five and a half, Martin. I think the the over under itself is just nine. I guess nine and a half. But anyway, Annabelle yeah. Sanchez, Annabelle Sanchez, I'm looking at his stats. I'm like, oh, boy, these stats suck. His last few outings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, his last few outings were in 2020. So here's a I'm guy who to- hasn't pitched. And, and when he did pitch, he had like a six ERA in 2020 after he left. So who knows what he's returning to do here for the Nationals. Braves are minus 240 on the money line. But I'm taking over five and a half runs now. Here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to go full on Harry here where I reverse trend my way to a a pick to a winner. Hopefully Uh, this has only hit once in the last eight games for the Braves over five and a half. It's a big number. But Annabelle Sanchez, I don't know if he gets through the third inning. What do you think, Martin? I'll say that I covered Annabelle Sanchez when he was in Detroit. Uh, He was a part of the he was a part of the Berlander. I like the way you say yeah. an ball. Well, because yeah. he changed. He actually he was a knee ball, and then when the Tigers got good in like 2011, which is probably you know one of the last times he was really good, yeah. and he instructed everybody he was a knee ball Sanchez. You know, everybody was pronouncing it the incorrect way. Hmm. A knee ball, and it's actually kind of funny because the way he pitches, he really you'll see it today. 
as, as long as he hasn't changed his style in the last couple of years, he picks his yeah. knee up really high in the way, in the way he delivers. It. But he was a part of that uh, our rotation with Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, and uh, and now I can't uh, I can't forget the other guy, and Sanchez, and there was another guy I can't remember right now. Yeah, um, yeah, but, it was a good team. But yeah, he was uh, like he was like the fourth, and he kind of like why isn't he better? And then he went to the Nationals, I think twenty eighteen, and just kind of fell off. And I don't think he's kind of took a break during COVID, but right. I. He's going to get knocked around today. I wouldn't be shocked to see it at all. All right. Well, I'll tune in early to see that knee ball thing with the knee coming all the way up to the ball because I don't know <laughs> that he's going to last so long. But either way, this baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers could step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. Great, great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you get Paid fast. Hey, I had a same game parlay winner on Monday. I bet low runs, no no offense in the Braves Mets. That one paid almost three to one odds. I'll have another one for you tomorrow. No better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code extra points to get started with your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. Our picks today: Atlanta over five and a half runs, the Yankees minus a run and a half, and Martin is going. Martin, I already forgot. What the hell? There's so many of these. Oh, you're going taking the Mets on the money line. Taking the Mets on the money line. And Sal, you so you know, Kevin Durant tweeted the other day, right? He was talking about did you add to your legacy today? If so, what did you do? Are you alluding to your same game parlay? Is what you added to your legacy, or was it more or less than that? Interesting. Uh, so there's a few things here. Yeah, you're right. Like uh yeah, he tweeted, did you add to your legacy? And Dave, so what What did you do today? All right, so Dave took the day off. That was his. That adds to his legacy. Uh, I'm going to fill out index cards ranking the NFC East and NFC North draft classes after this. That'll be uh, two hours of that. So that's my <laughs> legacy. Martin, what did you do? I don't know. I'm trying to think. The days, I mean, we have Fogo de Chow, but what, what, how did you add to your legacy? It's an interesting First comment. of all, when I saw this tweet, I, mm-hmm. I cried laughing. Like Kevin Durant is one of the funniest Twitter accounts of all time. Cause he's mm. so honestly, people don't understand. He's essentially well, like barstool sports used to be when they were just really just pick on, you know, uh, sports entertainment hosts and, and just make fun of them incessantly. And that's, that's exactly what he does. And it makes me laugh so much, but I felt like on the day of the Kevin Durant tweet, Oh, I don't remember what day it was. I think it was yesterday, whatever. I'm talking about yesterday because yesterday on Wednesday, I had a day that was really, truly encompasses. I feel like the period of time I'm in my life where I have a lot of jobs and have a lot of responsibilities. However, I feel I do not feel like an adult by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) I I still feel like I'm 20, like 22 ish. I agree. And I'm in this weird dichotomy where I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm torn between two sides. Like my back hurts when I sleep, but also I want to go out on Friday night. So first, the childish thing that I did on the way to the bank to deposit one of my checks for my many jobs, I scraped the side of my car, which is definitely a part of my goddamn legacy because I get in a car accident with nothing else besides me and a pole or, a, or oh, you any scraped something. the side of your car. I thought you said you scraped this out of your car and you were about to show no. us something uh, disgusting. No, oh, that's no, not good. No, all right. I scraped the side of my car, so there goes. You know, the only da- the, the only damage is you know my now increasingly high insurance bill is going to go up. In fact, if you 
can insure people in Southern California and you're interested in some type of business, I'm interested in calling you because you got to be able to give me a lower rate than what I'm getting right now. But okay. it's it's, it's going to go up again, right? So I was on the way to deposit the check. Boom. Then I'm sitting there watching baseball. I bet on the, I bet on the Marlins and I bet on the Dodgers. Both of mm-hmm. them down major uh, in, in, well, Marlins only down one, but down major at the time I, uh, I placed a, I placed a parlay at 1550 plus 1550. So just over 15 to one odds at $50. So that cashed in the top of the 10th inning for the Marlins, uh, uh, oh, nice. for the Marlins and, and the, 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 Dodgers had an eighth inning with like six runs scored and then ended up cashing it in the ninth. So I cashed 15 to one odds on a $50 bet. So that paid out about 900 bucks. That's your car accident money, right? And so then I lay down in the bed to go to sleep and I I can't fall asleep to save my life because my back is killing me. And I realized after I spent a couple weeks off in a hotel or a couple days off in a hotel that it's the mattress. The mattress has to go. So at 2.30 in the morning, mind you, my alarm clock is going off at 4 a.m. At 2.30 right. in the morning, I'm shopping on Amazon, bought a new mattress. It'll be here by Saturday. So I felt like I did a childish oh. thing. And I did like a kind of work thing or degenerate issue thing. And then an adult thing because I bought a very expensive mattress after. That's I interesting. That so you're well-rounded in terms of that. Like Kevin Durant would uh, would give his seal of approval, I think, for something like that. That's right? what I'm saying. I feel like in terms of my legacy, I hit every single benchmark of where I'm supposed to be. Like my detractors can still say something. My supporters can still say something. Right. And those who are neutral still have something to hang on to and be like, yo, he's doing all right. He's made 900 bucks today. Well, there you go. Kevin Durant is, uh, you know, you laughed at him and now he's, he's actually an inspiration, right? He got you to move. He got you to lay out your life and <laughs> figure things out. I will say it's getting to a point. Well, two things. But the first thing is some of these guys, I'd rather hear them comment on shit than ever see them play again. Like if you had if you had the choice of Kevin Durant doing like a Manning cast TV show where he just comments on the game, basketball game and respond to tweet or play again, I think I'd ra- I'd go for the Manning and the tweet stuff. Like Draymond, I think the same thing. Some of these guys, I don't know. I just don't. How do you feel about that? I, I feel like well, I'd much rather I want see KD them to as entertainers. Hooping. Yeah. I want KD to keep hooping and tweeting. I want I don't want KD to do anything different, quite honestly. I think, like, he in terms of the NBA figure that he has cut, I understand mm-hmm. that people hate him and it's an unpopular opinion. But I think, overarchingly, Kevin Durant did what any normal person would do. Like he left his team that wasn't just like he, he left his job that wasn't number one, right? He was trying to get a better job and he went to the play. He went to the number one company on the market because they were offering him the most money In a shocking turn of events. Everybody who would hear my voice would also do the same in their, in their own line of work. Right. And then got completely vilified for being the best player in the finals uh, back to back seasons. And so like the way I look at it, like, when he tweets, I just don't like this part of it. I don't know why. I think this p- takes it to a different level. He has to leave the Nets. Like, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I look at Dame Lillard. I'm like, 130 million over two years. I'm like, oh, this guy, this is what a, what a mensch. This is the way to do it. Me, well, I was making 65 million a year, but he's staying with the Blazers. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'll be in the play in every year. Maybe <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but, you know, let me, let me stay I, with Portland. I don't know why. I commend that more. I think it's well, I think they're both being honest, but like and kind of true to themselves. And I understand like the idea, but if Dame doesn't win anything, ultimately, you know, Kevin Durant's gonna have to, you know, multiple championships at like, but right. 
ultimately the thing, like, I don't want to to answer your question. I want to see KD, KD st- still hooping. Draymond Green, I could take your come. He could he could be a podcaster if you'd like. Like feel free. I I wouldn't miss you in, in terms mm-hmm. of the actual NBA. You know what I'm saying? I, your team, sure. But what I really truly want to see is the 15 minutes prior to when Kevin Durant decides he's going to tweet. What is he doing? Because it's like the entire world goes into a frenzy as soon as he presses right. send. He's got to be sitting there like with like with like that look like if the, if you could envision an emoji as a face, like the purple face emoji with the horns sitting there like I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a set skip Bayless on fire with this one. Like there's entire TV shows designed for when Kevin Durant's tweet to to catch it and make it a topic. He's like well, I wonder what yeah. he thinks about that. It, the whole thing is bizarre that he even cares that anybody says. And it, it made me think, like, if you were a professional athlete, would you ditch Twitter? Would you ditch social media altogether? Because I don't know that it helps. Like, give me one scenario in which it's built your legacy or it's kind of increased your value over. Like, maybe it's helped for someone like Tom Brady, who we now know has a sense of humor. But it doesn't help for his football career, but his post-football career, it will Last help, out. you know, and same same kind of thing. The only what would you person do? I can think of, the only sure. person I can think of that we both know who will benefit right now from having a Twitter account is John Hamm. He doesn't have <laughs> one. He's universally liked. He gets the right people to run it. And he has yeah. a Tom Brady like type rise, right? I think that's the like that's the. But only is he person. getting fewer movie roles because he doesn't have one? I'm, I'm sure. Well, athlete is different from. Uh, you're not going to take a, as many. Um, you're not going to take as many spears thrown your way if you're John Hamm, but, uh, right? If you're yeah, an actor. Nah, well, my mama always told me as soon as like because I was a child of the internet. Like I remember dial up mm-hmm. at you know I remember life before dial up. And she would tell me, you can get, don't ever get in trouble. Everything you do on the internet lasts forever. So, of course, sure. I became a professional internet, internet takesman. But <laughs> right. she said, like, I've always had that in the back of my head. And especially once people started getting canceled for tweets, tell you what, yeah. the best $6.99 I ever spent in my entire life, I deleted every single tweet with an app that I don't even think exists anymore. From 2008 when I started my Twitter account or, or 2012 when I started my Twitter account to you could about, do that. right when I made yeah. my move to L.A. I deleted every single one of them. And I've never – and to, to that point, I mean, yeah. I've been perfect. Because you early on, sent you, a tweet you, to get you were uh, – yeah, you were like a racist jerk with problems back when, in high school and college, right? So, yeah. All Bro, right. yeah, okay. I was 17 <laughs> years old. I was – you know, I'm not, no. I, was, I was what? I started on Twitter. I was an 18-year-old in college. Like, yeah, I was an idiot. Like, I'm still there's, pretty much an idiot. I only feel about eight years more mature than that right now. There's that still part of years. it. Of course. There's that part of it, of course. So getting canceled and saying something stupid and having to own up for it and apologizing in a way that everybody agrees with. But there's also, like, just going forward. Like, hey, you play a game or you make a decision and Kevin Durant has to deal with Skip Bayless or has to deal with someone else. You look at Lamar Jackson clapping back at Bernard Pollard. All right, at least uh, Bernard Pollard was a an athlete, right? It's athlete to athlete kind of thing. But I'm trying to think. I don't think it improves your value to a sport. To a, Afterwards, maybe. Maybe you get a, a TV job afterwards. But I don't think it... Babyface, what do you think? Jump in here. Would, is there any indication that being on social media helps somebody's career? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, Chris Long, I think, is pretty funny and interesting. Uh, Danny Heron, who's... It was pretty funny, but oof. I, I'm talking I don't know. about it, it, your it, basketball career. Are the Nets or the Lakers going to look at at anything that Kevin Durant says? Is like we got to make this trade. Like I, I don't know 
why anybody would want it. I think I would shut it down. I don't think you need it. You don't need the noise. Well, but it helps awesome. them build a brand. It's it's building a brand. And uh, I think that's more important these days, especially if you're a, a LeBron James. And that's uh, this is why I, I think there should be an MVT, a most valuable tweeter. And this is what these guys really want. This is this is what they want now that. is followers. I don't know. Does LeBron James make a dollar less if he never tweets? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I wonder I though, because now you got guys player. like you got guys like with NIL and stuff like that. You, that's probably all a part of the selling pitch, right? That's probably right. like if you can have, you know, 2 million followers. But the thing is, I feel like you don't have to do nothing on Twitter. Like you could be Chad Okoshenko or Kevin Durant and be replying to everybody. Or you mm. could have a Twitter like, uh, uh I don't know. I don't find like JJ Watt. JJ Watt not saying nothing on Twitter. Yeah. He's retweeting things. He's basically saying the exact same thing that everybody else is saying, but he can go to Subway and be like, yo, I'll retweet your Subway ad to my 8 mm-hmm. million followers. So then, boom, there you go. Well, I'll it's a good point. The- it's a good point for okay. commerce wise, NIL. It's, it's more important, I think, for college now and even than it was like three years ago. But, uh, but I don't know. I think once you get to the pro level, you could, you could kind of turn it off. Th- but go ahead. I think what you're running with Lamar Jackson is your bigger problem, right? Because, like, right now he's in contract negotiations and he's in this yeah. spot where he's trying to get paid. And, you know, I don't know how much you buy this, Sal, but I've always wanted to get, like, the idea that he wanted to win a championship before he got paid, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Sal. I'm fine, you know, just so we know, I'm fine with you paying me a little bit more before we get to be the number one podcast on Apple okay. Podcast. Like, I, you know, I, I'm right, good to know. I, that's I'm something that. Down. I'm okay. Yeah, take that down in the notes. Like in terms of future contract negotiations, I'm okay with that. But that's one of those where it's like, ooh, that's not necessarily the best look. But Mm. especially because like a guy like Lamar, he's been slandered so much that he feels like, all right, bro, I'm sick of hearing from. I got to hear this shit from you. Like I'm not hearing it from you. But like if you're not on Twitter, you don't have to hear it from anybody. So like if you're in that situation where you're not insulated or isolated, like I don't think Kevin Durant cares. Lamar Jackson showed that he cared yesterday, even though I was laughing hysterically at the exchange. Yeah, Durant is going to uh, he's going to make his money. Lamar is going to make his money. But in the back of the mind of the you know the GMs and the and the brass who have to pay these guys, they might be like, "Hey, a little too much of this means they're distracted, don't have their eye on the prize." I don't know. That's how I'd look at it. And believe me, I know these guys are going to get paid, and in the long run, it's not going to matter. But I don't know. I would. Uh, I'll say this. Be off. Quick counterpoint. Yeah. Quick counterpoint. Then we can move on because. All right. I feel you. They got. They could be there distracted. However, if they're tweeting all the time, you think they may have time to like. I don't know. Go get massages. Yeah, that's right? true. Uh, you know, uh, at least if they're tweeting all the time, if they're always on Instagram story. You know yeah. where they at. Um, I've actually sent tweets while getting a massage, so I think you're right. But but uh, I, 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 sw- I swear I had the tweet on the mind more than anything else. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk. Uh, we'll talk some more. Oh, NFL, Zach Wilson. My God. All right, so now what's going on with Zach Wilson? He acknowledged the rumors on Instagram. He just acknowledged the rumors, right? He didn't admit to Babyface uh, sleeping with his, his mother's friend. Is that what goes on? Yeah, he, uh, he he asked what he missed. He said he had been uh, been away uh, uh, training and w- w- basically alluded to uh, yeah that he he knows. <laughs> that There's he's, so much fun stuff with town. this because he's you know he's uh, well first of all he's a Mormon he has that girlfriend that 
she he broke up with her and now what his best friend or one of his good friends is dating that girl and that girl then outed him for sleeping with his mother's friend and now everybody's looking at these pictures of i don't know sheck says we're going to be able to see the mother's friend eventually i don't know if they dig this up I mean, she's in pictures with like 20 friends celebrating her birthday and people were spending hours. I know the Megans did just analyze who could it be? It really, it's a, it's a where's Waldo of uh, where's Zach Wilson's penis going. But um, Martin, I don't know. I don't think we ever see this woman. I, between the Megans and Jets fans. I don't know. Sal. they got <laughs> look by week. Imagine, imagine this scenario. It's the Jets are like one of those sneaky teams. Like you hear AFC East podcast. You're like, Hey, don't rule them out of the wild card. But yeah. Imagine so the Jets are like one and seven in week eight mm-hmm. and Zach Wilson or Zach Wilson shows up with mono again or something like that. Like, well, like, like this, there's a lot of reasons why I feel like this is about to pop off again. You're going to see that. I feel like we'll see this woman eventually. If not, hell, maybe Zach Wilson leans all the way in because here's the thing. When he goes and admits or at least acknowledges the rumors as Babyface just laid out for us, it's, it's like the quintessential question that uh, you would get it in college. It's like, do you smoke? Mm. If you say no, then the answer is no. Right. If you say smoke what? Then the answer is you smoke weed. And yeah, you, you don't, smoke. you may or may not smoke anything else, right? But the answer, like Zach Wilson didn't just come out outright deny the rumors. He didn't ignore the rumors. He tried to be cute. And because he's trying to be cute, you know for 100% certain that this story is true and positive. And he's not that mad it got out. I don't know, man. I have seen with athletes every variation of that. I know that should be the formula. If you if you dodge the question, then you did it kind of thing. But we've seen, I mean, how many over the steroid era in baseball? How many Rafael Palmeros do we have to see testify, I think even in front of conference uh, Congress, and say, I did not take steroids? So if you address it head on, sometimes it's a, it's a lie, too. Oh, what a life, though, for Zach Wilson. Embrace it. Just go get it. Just embrace it. Uh, I, I, look, this yeah. is that I'm saying this is weird, man. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard? Oh, God, what's the name of it? Oh, my God. Please, if somebody knows what I'm talking about, it's, it's this thing on BYU's campus that they do. I think it's called sloshing, as a matter of fact. You get a waterbed, and the man will insert uh-huh. very ever so slightly into a woman. So just enough so Jesus. they can soaking. Thank you. Thank you. Eddie Spaghetti knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's called soaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever so gently. And then have people jump on the bed next to him in order to, you know, get the rocks off. This is the type of behavior that happens when this is how repressed sexually these people are. This is I'm like, reading. Uh, I'm reading that it's called jump humping. I'm not even joking. Yeah. But, no, uh, but it's, oh, yeah, it's soaking. They, uh, awesome. people, okay. Look. The people have the people know if you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't right. spend 10 minutes on Google and you'll be enlightened. Yeah. But however, I this less. is why I just went to it 20 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah. Be, you know, I, I don't know how your search, uh, your search history mm-hmm. goes. You know, it might, that might have been popped up in your in your auto fill really quick. Yeah. Yeah. But I just right. that, that well, thing is it's weird. It's got last year. It's weird, man. I love it. I love him. I love Zach Wilson. All right, let's go. Uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Give us the quick winners and losers for uh, free agency. Uh, spaghetti, you go first. Now, the, the Peng- Penguins agreed with Malkin. You thought you were, you were glad he didn't sign with the Rangers? Well, I don't think that was ever really a possibility, but I, I think you could almost throw the pens in the loser column because 
a, a team that lost that has not won a series in quite some time to run it back with guys who are above the age 35 for that amount of money to me <laughs> is a losing. And I, I'm not, and I'm saying it's like trying to be objective. They had a path to sign better players to kind of bridge it to the next generation of penguins players. They're an old team. They're a very old roster. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. meatballs would agree with me on this one, that they're just like, they, they, they shouldn't have gone that route, uh, bring them. I don't think they're the biggest loser. I think meatballs will actually say who the biggest losers um, really are. The big winners, you know, uh, there's the obvious one is Columbus, obviously getting Johnny Gaudreau, but I'll give you the Ottawa Senators. I love what they did bring in Alex Brinkett from Chicago, who's kind of blowing it up. And they go inside Claude Giroux, who is like the hometown kind of guy. They, they're, they're top six. I'm not saying they're going to win the cup, but, you know, having guys like uh, Kachuk and Stutzel and they have, you know, Chabot as defenseman, they have a really good top six, uh, not, a couple of nice pieces there. So they're a team that was out of the playoff point last year, could make the jump uh, on this year. So, yeah, I would say them uh, as the winner. You could say the Pens are the loser. Another team I don't like they did is Vegas. They traded away their Vezina winner last year. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, they traded away their top goal scorer and Matt Pacioretty uh, for nothing. It's like a Knicks move, like trading away for just for, for purely cash space. And they're getting a bad rap around the league now. They'll pay you money and then trade away for nothing. So I think that's actually got like a black mark on their franchise. That's a team that people thought that could make a – that could win the Pacific. So – those, that would be my winners and losers uh, from this. Yeah, uh, they frame. weren't. Uh, then some say they weren't built for a long term thing, right? It was like right. kind of like uh, it was going to be a couple of years and, and out. That's that's the Vegas way, by the way. All right, it's uh, meatballs. What do you think? Winners and losers. Well, similar to the Senators, I do like um, the Red Wings, who have seemingly completed their rebuild already. Um, they added uh, Andrew Kopp, David Perron, uh, Sherratt, so they should be pretty good coming up on this year. They have a good top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest losers though, everyone who didn't sign Johnny Gaudreau. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Islanders, they're now 0 for 3 for big free agents. Uh, it yeah. seems like they had all their eggs in that basket. I don't know if they're going to look to add anyone else. Everyone else seems to be gone already from free agency. So we got to wait to see if they make any moves. But them, the Devils, they missed that big time. That would have been nice to have another dynamic forward to fit for them. But uh, at Calgary, too not being able to sign their own, you know, player, uh, yeah. offering them a lot of money too. So those guys are the three said, big losers. I would have thought you said Goudreau was the biggest loser. How, Cause he sounded like he lost $10 million. He lost like, <laughs> I think it was between 15 and 17 million. Really? Jeez. And also he would, lose, he, he would lose a fight against uh, Eddie Spaghetti because he's apparently under five foot eight, right? Spaghetti. Is it short? He, Johnny Hockey? He, yeah. Johnny Hockey's a very small guy. And as uh, he's also a Boston college Eagle and I'm a Boston university oh. terrier. So I was prepared for him to go sign with the, either the devils or the Islanders. And, and he would have become public enemy number one over Sidney Crosby. So the fact that he chose yeah. to play in Columbus uh, instead of a, a division rival, um, I mean, it was a big win for me. It was I felt better after that signing than I did after the Rangers, even with their, their pretty successful day as well. That was just, I mean, that was a total home run hit. It was, it was amazing to see that. Yeah. Now I do want to talk spaghetti. You had an uh, incident here. J- jump back up on the screen here. I know you, sure. you relived this on the Megan's uh, Megan fun of sports and also yes. uh, minus three, but, and you sent us pictures. I don't know if you saw these Martin, uh, you were home in Staten Island, although the house was in Jersey. Set, set this up. Cause I'm going to screw it up. What happened? 
Right. So the, the, the full picture. So uh, obviously we were all off for the 4th of July week. I flew back home the weekend prior to the 4th. Um, oh. So this story begins the week before that. My my parents were down in our place in Florida. My brother was watching the house. His best friend, who is a cop, which kind of plays into the story, was over the house. They were in the backyard just having a few drinks in the pool uh, with my brother's best friend's girlfriend. They were playing like the music, the soundtrack from the movie, The Endless Summer, the surfing movie, like very low, not loud at all. No one's oh. my parents have lived there for 40 years. No one's ever said a word about music. The cops showed up in the house. They're like, hey, you got a complaint, but there's something we could do. It's not laid out. So whatever that happens, nothing comes to that incident. We kind of forget about it. So then right before I fly back here, my my cousins, uh, my aunt and uncle and a family friend came over to, to see me because I was home. So it's Sunday, five o'clock. We're in the backyard listening to Bob Marley, same kind of thing. We're, we're you know, we're grilling steaks. We're just having a good time. And it's again, it's all adults. It's all family members there who are older. The music was not blasting. Someone calls the cops again and says that there was foul language and very loud music. And they just had uh, they were uncomfortable because they know there are infant neighbors and like senior mm. citizen neighbors. So the cops come again. They're like, hey, we just had to come and check it. It's five o'clock because we can't do anything like legally. We cannot do anything. Yeah. And, it, and it seems like you guys are like fine. So my, my, my brother, my dad, my mom were all talking to the cops. I took a walk around the block because we ha- we have a neighbor. This is true. A neighbor who rides around in a scooter, uh, an older woman. She walked, lost her foot from the diabetes. And she has to, she, she had an idea who this person was. She's like, I think it's a woman who walks her dog. And she just is renting here. She's brand new to the neighborhood. So then I go ring doorbells, try to gather some information and kind of just ease tensions. I don't want this to be a continuous thing. Is, and that, no really your, is that really your uh, your goal? To, to I mean, because oh, yeah. I'm trying to think if you came to the door, I imagine you have like a tank top on. And, I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. I had a tiny tank top on. Yeah. Sn- snare. Yeah, you have the, the mesh shorts, the mesh workout shorts. No, nothing like that. No, I mean, I was wearing a uh, tie-dye tank top, but I, I mean, the cops are in front of my house, so I wasn't going to do anything yeah. stupid. But, I, I just wanted to be I'll like... Say, it's interesting that you're, you're like going knocking on doors be a peacemaker, yeah. because I would be knocking on doors like, who the fuck keeps calling the cops on my perfectly that's standard and regular... Right. That's, that's just, my energy. I just like, wanted quit to... Quit calling. <laughs> and I just, first off, I always tell the cops, quit coming if there's nothing you're supposed to do. Yeah, I wanted to address alone. that too. Yeah. Well, the what, cops. What, what they, were they? What were the cops checking up on if, if you were being you held hostage by Bob Marley? Like, what? What? What could they do if it's five o'clock and they have to? You said they have uh, to show up. Yes. Apparently, if you make a call to the police, they have to show up and, and make sure what like what's going on there. So that's mm. what happened. They came. They wanted to like stay mm. and hang out. They were they were they couldn't. But they but sending two squad cars is insane. So I walk around, no answer. The only well, the one neighbor who uh, who's directly behind us, he was like, well, "You got to be kidding!" Like they're a party household too. They're like, "This is insane. I can't believe that." And he's like, "Yeah." I haven't heard, I haven't got a call on us. So whatever. So they don't answer, but we kind of now know who it is. And um, so we go back to the house and everyone's kind of upset because like it kind of puts a damper on that. A really nice day. They call back again an hour, 40 minutes later and the cops and the cops just didn't show up this time. So she complained the cops didn't do anything the first time. And the reason why we know all this information is because my brother's best friend is a cop and he looked into the call and he saw what they, what the person said. So, and the funniest part about the entire thing is that my brother lives in Hoboken. I live in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a regular thing. And again, like my parents have been there for 40 years. They know everybody it's insane. That happened. So uh, yeah, we had uh, two visits from the, from the police and uh, over us being in our backyard, just enjoying the summer. Very, very upsetting. Stop calling the cops on the spaghetti. By the way, the picture, 
picture of the the whole spaghetti family um, just in, in bathing, topless in bathing suits, uh, talking yes. to the cops. It's hilarious. I love it. Was Jada loud? Was Jada being loud? Is that was that part of it? You don't think she's the loudest person I know, but she was not there. She was actually like flying back that afternoon um, while my my family was over. So she if she missed there, but yeah, if she was there. They would have called probably another time. <laughs> I, I was it. not. I love it. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, that caught me off guard. Only Jade and no, Pete was, Davidson could have helped you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to, at least I used to live in a neighborhood in Louisiana. It's a big New Year's Eve party. And first of all, I mean, obviously invite all the neighbors, but it was a huge party. And every, every, obviously people hate, obviously. Mm-hmm. He would invite the police to the party. So at every party, uh, there smart. would be a cop car sitting in front of the house. And they're like, yo, the cops are already there. What are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. But, that's just a fast. I'll tell you what, man. I I would have not. I would have not. I would have. That serenade would have gone entirely different. I, know. I, I think spaghetti. I think he's being very cool about it. But yeah, that might have been depending on how someone answered the door. Might have been a, a might have been a physical response. But I want to congratulate you, spaghetti, on that, and congratulate Martin on all the soaking he's done in the last couple of weeks. And uh, that too. Well, we got past. We did it without check. We'd see. We figured it I out, got Martin. One thing, Sal, real Go quick. Ahead. I want to yep. say if uh, I'll be on Fox Sports Radio on ho- co-hosting the Odd Couple, filling in for Rob Parker and or oh, Chris nice. Bussard. You pick whichever one you want to say I'm filling in for. Uh, I'll be That's there today? Friday. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, Friday and then Monday. Uh, those Friday and Monday from uh, 7 to 10 Eastern. And then mm-hmm. on Saturday, I'm filling in with Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio from a – what is 11 o'clock? Two to three Eastern time. There you go. Or two to I four Eastern time. That's your legacy. Kevin Durant will be be proud of the legacy you built for uh, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. So good job by well, you, you know, Good I job. Got to deposit Bye. more checks. Pay those, pay those car that's notes. True. Yeah, that's right. Spaghetti, meatballs. Uh, I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. Oh.